Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone, and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 82. Today I am talking to you about the new law here in the UK that came into effect last week, which is that restaurants and other food and drinks outlets that employ more than 250 people are now required by law to publish the number of calories of each menu choice on the menu. Now, there has been some discussion around this inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy this week already. And so I wanted to bring that conversation to you on the podcast because it's something that I think is going to impact all of us. And I think it's just really useful for us to be aware of what's going on and to notice how we respond in response to that and what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we do, and also be conscious of the impact it may be having on other people who we may be dining out with as well. Now, I can still remember going on a trip to New York with my family back in 2017 and being faced with calories on the menu when I visited, I think it was the Bubba Gump Shrimp Restaurant. And I was amazed that most main meal options were around the 1,500 calorie mark, with some being well over 2,000 calories. I wasn't overly phased. I put it down to the size of the US portions. I did, however, choose one of the options that interested me that was also probably the lowest calorie option. So I do think it did influence my decision there, but didn't really think much about it at the time. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, you may know that one of the things I encourage you to do when you're going to be going out to eat at a restaurant is to look at the menu and decide what you're going to have the day before. And I suggest doing this because you will be sort of really better equipped to make an informed decision based on what you truly want rather than a decision based on what your primal brain wants in the moment, which is usually going to be all about what will give you the most pleasure or making a decision based on what others are ordering or based on the type of the day that you've had. Maybe you deserving that you think that you deserve a treat because you've had a difficult day at work, something like that. And you forget that the sugar and maybe fat laden dessert that you don't enjoy beyond maybe the first couple of mouthfuls is not going to feel like a treat beyond the first few minutes that you eat it. So anyway, so I've talked about the fact that in my local town, I have go-to restaurants that I enjoy eating at because I love the meals that I choose and I know that I can enjoy them and eat them without noticing a negative impact in how I feel in my body, um, either right after the meal or the next morning. They leave me feeling energized. They leave me feeling nourished. Um, and also they don't you know, tend to lead me to um, gaining weight. They help me manage my weight. And one such restaurant is Cop Brasserie. And I'm a fan of their two course fixed price menu, um, opting to go for something like they do a pear and goat's cheese salad as a starter and a sea bass which um, main meal which I tend to swap out the chips or I guess you the french fries for some extra green vegetables so it was interesting to me to look at the menu out of curiosity as a bit of research with doing this podcast to see what that would equate to and it was actually just less than 800 calories which would be including the chips and I was just pondering whether this was more or less than I thought it would be and I guess maybe if I'd thought about it it's possibly a little bit more but then I'm thinking it's a french restaurant they're probably going to be cooking in um, you know, using sort of plenty of oils or even some butter, which is absolutely fine, but that probably raises the calories somewhat. But 
that's not something that I focus on. It's I've not counted calories at all as a part of this journey that I've had over the last sort of four or five years of losing my weight and then managing my weight. Um, but I just think it's really useful to start observing where my thoughts go, where my mind goes, where my brain goes now that we're presented with this new data. There's no doubt that publishing calories on the menu is going to be challenging for those people who are actively managing an eating disorder or who are in recovery from an eating disorder. So I just wanted to say something about that. The Beat, the eating disorder charity, have published a page on their website offering advice for anyone with an eating disorder impacting by the publishing of calories on menus. And I'm going to put a link to that page in the show notes for this podcast because they've got some really good advice and tips there. And I would actually encourage all of you to read their advice because we don't always know who is struggling, who of our friends, our colleagues, our family members may be finding it very triggering to have this calorie information on the menu. And the one piece of advice that Beat gives us it gives some insight into this and what they say is many people are understandably anxious that the introduction of calories on menus means this will be a topic of conversation during the meal. Where possible, discuss this before with the party you're eating out with, focusing on what would be helpful and supportive to hear. This may feel difficult to raise, but perhaps start by saying it to a single person in the group you feel closest to or plan out what to say with someone you trust. If this proves tricky, then think of ways you can distract yourself in this conversation if it arises, think of affirmations you can remember, other topics of conversation to direct to, or other distracting techniques that you may have. And so I just wanted that sort of word for word, just a little snippet of this information page that they have on their website. As I say, I will put a link to in the show notes and I encourage that you check out because I think it makes us more aware if we're not noticing some of our intrusive thoughts ourselves, what others may be going through with this new data that has been put on the menus. So, and it's not only those who are suffering with an eating disorder who may feel challenged by having the calories on the menu. If like me, you've spent a lifetime of being on or off a diet and considering what you are and aren't allowed you may notice that seeing the calories on menus brings you right back around to making choices based purely on that calorie number and forgetting about what you truly want and also what's nutritious and what will actually serve you best. So the ladies inside the Lose Weight Live Life Academy this week have already shared that their choices have been impacted by seeing these calorie numbers on the menus. There have been reports of not ordering certain items such as dessert because they didn't feel the joy or pleasure of eating it was worth the calories and also reports of ordering dessert when somebody maybe wouldn't have done previously because the main meal was, and again, this is all in their thinking, was not many calories and so it would be okay to have dessert. And so I want to dive right in and explore what our options are for navigating our choices around this calorific data. And this is for those of you not suffering from eating disorders, not feeling those intrusive thoughts, not feeling or having had previous experiences of we might call sort of obsessive calorie tracking, but those of us who are just starting to notice how our decision-making process may be affected in a way that isn't triggering, but in a way that we can actually think about consciously to help us manage our minds around it, to help us be very intentional about the creating the results that we want to have here. First off, as I said, if you're triggered by the calories being printed on the menus, either because you have an eating disorder or because you have a history of disordered eating or obsessive calorie tracking and bartering or offsetting with the exercise, then know that many independent and small food outlets 
are not required to have the calories on the menu by law. And so it may be well worthwhile checking them out or speaking to them when you make a reservation. Also, some outlets, and I've seen Wagamama's and Cop Brasserie highlighting this, and I'm sure more will follow if more aren't doing this already, do have menus without calories on, but you may need to ask for them. And I appreciate this may be tricky because it can easily feel like you're drawing attention to yourself and your relationship with food, and you may be opening yourself up to what you think others may be thinking about you by asking for a different menu. And I would love to see personally, everyone being offered the option to choose whether they would like to order from a menu with or without the calories and maybe restaurants will quickly catch on to this but it's not been what I've seen or heard thus far. Secondly I want you to remember that it is the old adage of calories in and calories out and calorie counting in general as a way to lose weight is very outdated. A 100 calories of an avocado will have a very different impact on your health and weight loss efforts than 100 calories of white pasta. The number of calories on the menu does not tell us how nourishing and nutritious a meal is and nor does it tell us what the impact of eating that particular meal will have on our insulin levels and other hormones that impact how efficiently our body is able to use the fuel provided by those calories. So I just want you to always be very conscious that calories are just very one small measure of everything, of so many different things that has to do with healthy eating and weight loss. And it's not by any means the best measure. So this is what I think, you know, I encourage you to be doing really if you are looking to navigate this new calorie landscape. The first thing that I encourage you to do is observe where your mind and emotions go when you let them follow your default pattern of behavior. So I think there's an opportunity here for us to really increase an awareness of what is going on for us to understand where we may be challenged or impacted by some previous diet mentality where we may have some unknown bias around what is good or bad or isn't allowed. We have all of this sort of diet language coming in and it may be from previous diet experiences. It may be from our upbringing, from our background, from the homes that we grew up in. But just encourage you to observe yourself. Do you notice that you start adding up calories when you haven't considered calories maybe for quite some time? What do you think when you top them up? How do you feel? Do you have thoughts about wondering what others will be ordering that are different to what you normally think? Maybe you normally observe what others are planning to have based on comparing what they're having versus what you maybe want or what you think might be interesting or sounds good. And now all of a sudden you find you're wondering if they will order something higher calorie or lower calorie. And you're wondering if they're having thoughts about you. Are they judging you for what you may be ordering? Or you might even notice that you're judging them. All really normal, by the way. Don't then judge yourselves for noticing you're judging others. It's just normal human behavior. You may also notice that others are commenting on the calories on the menu. Do you feel pressure to order something lower calorie, as I said, or even higher calorie as a result of the conversation? And if you do, just allow yourself to see all of that. It's all okay. It's all normal human behavior. It's totally understandable. It's scary for us as humans to stand out, to be different. Often we want to sort of fly under the radar and follow the crowd. We, want, we don't want to stand out. If you can take the time after the meal or the next day to reflect back and notice everything that was going on for you, I encourage you to do that. So if you are practice, if you're used to observing your own thoughts in real time, then that's great. You may be able to sort of almost like sit there and observe your thinking as you're thinking. But most of us, unless we're practiced at doing this, we don't do that. But what can be really useful is to sit down with a pen and paper the next day and reflect back and sort of like almost like replay that videotape in your mind of your evening out your meal with friends and think about the scene, the scenario, notice what you were thinking, notice how the thoughts in your head changed in response to the information on the menu, what other people were saying or what they were not saying, 
all of those things. And some of you may be very aware of these thoughts, these sentences in your mind and what's going on for you there. Others of you may find it you don't really know what you were thinking, but you may be aware of what you were feeling. You may notice that you felt pressure. You may notice that you felt uncomfortable or uncertain or unsure. Maybe you felt more hesitant about we're going to order than you normally would. So for some of you, it may be noticing all about your feelings. Ultimately, you want to understand both. You want to understand how you're thinking and how that leads you to feel. Because what um, I talk, what I teach you on this podcast is it's not the circumstances of the situation in which you find yourself that determine how you feel. It's actually the thoughts that you have about that situation, about those circumstances. So it's not the fact that calories are published on the menu. For, for most of us, that determines how we feel about that. It is all based on our previous experiences that have led us to have a certain way of thinking about things that determines how we feel. So you just, I really encourage you to get a really good understanding of all of that sort of landscape for yourself because it's going to help you once you understand yourself you can understand whether the way you're thinking and feeling about things is serving you if it's how you want to be thinking and feeling about things or actually if you want to make some changes and make some adjustments there so you will of course then notice what you do as a consequence of all of your thinking the decisions you make what you eat or don't eat look back and reflect on your experience did you choose the foods you would have chosen without there being calories on the menu did you make choices that you feel better about. Maybe you actually found that it was useful that there were a couple of options that were very, very similar and you thought, actually, I feel more, slightly more informed here. Maybe you were able to see that a meal that you thought would be more healthy, maybe was high, had more calories in than you thought it would have done. So you had an indication there that maybe there was some unnecessary added sugar or some unnecessary added fat or something like that. Maybe you saw the calorie information and it encouraged you to ask what the actual ingredients were because it didn't make sense why something was so high calorie. I do think there's some positives that can come out of this as well, but it all depends how you are thinking and feeling and how you can make this work for you. So just be really aware of what's going on. Did having the calories on the menu help or hinder you? How do you feel about what you ordered? And then you can reflect back and really think about you know, what worked for you here, what maybe didn't work quite so well and what you want to do differently next time. If it did all work for you, then that's great. You're aware that you're making informed decisions that serve you and you're being ruled by what you truly want and not the calories on the menu. And I think that's a really good and positive thing. If, however, something isn't sitting quite right with you, then I encourage you to think about what you might want to do next time or what you want your future approach to be. So a way that you can do this is really think about what you want your new normal to be for eating out, for making decisions about what you have to eat when you go out to a restaurant. I mentioned before about looking ahead probably the day before and choosing what you're going to have outside of that setting with being in the moment, what's going on for you with regards to what other people are ordering and what they may be saying at the table. Also think about future you. If you think about you, the person you're becoming, the person who has the relationship with food that you want, that is the weight that you want to be, what approach does she take to choosing what to have when she goes out to eat at a restaurant? Is she influenced by the calorie information? Does she ask for a menu without calories on it? Um, can she use that information in a way that works for her, that suits her? Um, and think about you as that future person and the decisions that you would be making and then what you would be feeling in order to make those decisions and how you would be thinking. So how would you be showing up maybe differently to how you showed up in your sort of experience that you're reflecting back on? 
how would you go about doing that? That's something that I really encourage you to think about. So I was, so another restaurant that I sometimes go to is Carluccio's. I like to order their brunch. I choose the vegetarian option. So that was something else that I was checking out on their website. As I said, I normally order the vegetarian breakfast and I don't eat the bread and I have a late brunch because I have it instead of lunch. Now I'm not vegetarian, but I prefer the vegetarian options to the sausage and bacon because I feel they're more nutritious, don't sit so heavily on my stomach and I enjoy them. And I like the, the foods on the plate as well. Um, and so I was surprised when I sort of checked out that actually the vegetarian option was higher in calorie than the normal option with the sausage and the bacon. All options were over, I think, 800 calories as well, which I also had, you know, noticed myself thinking, oh, that's probably higher than I thought, but I don't make that mean anything. I'm totally okay with that. Now, if I was using calories as my guide to make my choice, I might be tempted to either choose the meat-based option and momentarily forget why I don't normally have it, which is that it sits heavy on my stomach and it leaves a sort of a greasier taste in my mouth, if you like. And I'm, I might even be encouraged to think, gosh, both options are over 800 calories. That's a lot for sort of, you know, breakfast or brunch. Maybe I would be better off going for the porridge instead because that is only 530 calories. Now, I know for a fact, because I know my body and yours may well be different. This isn't true for everybody, but I know that if I went for the porridge option, it would not fill me up anyway near as much as the full vegetarian breakfast. And I know that I would be hungry a short while after because that's how my body responds to heavily carbohydrate based meals. So I would probably regret my decision. But if I was not remembering that because I was making that decision in the moment, which is very difficult to access all of the, you know, what we forget what we want to remember when we're making decisions in the moment like that, then that is something that I may have done. And then it may be looking back and reflecting. I may have noticed that I was hungry and then I remind myself. So this is all a learning process. Now, the alternative to all of this thinking and deliberating is that I remember why I ordered the breakfast that I want. Note the calories as a point of reference, but don't change what I choose. I feel very comfortable and happy with that. So I also want to know that you have that as an option as well. You can just decide that actually the calorie information is not going to be useful to you. You're not going to pay attention to it. You're going to carry on as you always have done. There is no right or wrong for you here. There is you truly deciding what you want to do based on what feels right for you and what is going to help you get the outcome and the results that you want. And as I said, staying aware of what's going on for you and observing yourself can take practice because we're so used to operating on autopilot most of the time. And if you find it difficult to catch what you're thinking in the moment, you may find it easier instead to check in with how you're feeling making the food choices that you made after the fact. Okay. Something else, if you notice the word should creeping into your thoughts, it's an indication uh, that there may be some sort of diet mentality thinking going on that is directing you towards making a decision that is you, not you checking in with yourself as to what you truly want. Okay. So if you notice that you're thinking that you should have that because it's less calories, just really stop and check in with yourself and decide what you really, really want. Also notice um, whether you're being swayed by others. Um, notice if you're being swayed by the hard day that you just had at work or by the difficult conversation you just had with your sister that's left you frustrated and wanting to eat to feel better. So you making your decision without the influence of your day or others based on what you want, not just in the moment, but for your future self is what you're aiming for. And that's all a lot easier to do when you're not making that decision in the moment, when you are choosing what you're going to have ahead of the time. As I said, I really suggest looking at the menu the day before. Now, if you're in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, or even if you're just in my free community in the Lose Weight Live Life Facebook group, do come and share your experiences. I would love to hear more about them and I know others will benefit too. And before I go, I want to let you know that the registration for the Finding Food Freedom Weight Coaching Experience Week is open. You can sign up at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash freedom 
The Facebook group will open towards the end of next week. That will, I think it will be about the 21st of April and we will start on Sunday the 24th of April. It's going to be the best weight mindset coaching experience week that we've run. There is a brand new workbook and I'm excited to have the opportunity to get to know my podcast listeners a little more. Now the week is 100% free. No catch, no credit card required. I've had quite a few people asking me if it's truly free and yes it is truly free. And you've also been asking me why I'm doing this. Why is this free? So firstly, I want to help as many of you as possible create a relationship with food that works for you because I know firsthand I felt miserable, I felt ashamed, I felt frustrated and even sometimes some self-hate. That came with my inability to lose weight, to not lose weight for many decades and I don't want any of you to be needlessly feeling that way. And not only that, but I was also morbidly obese. My health was a serious risk to my future and my kids' future and I don't want that for any of you either. And this Weight Mindset Coaching Experience Week will be an opportunity for many of you to see what an alternative to dieting looks like, maybe for the first time in your life. It will be an insight into what creating a relationship with food that works for you might look like. It will be an opportunity for you to understand yourself when it comes to emotional eating and lots more. And yes, I will be inviting those of you who take part to come and join us in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy so that I can continue supporting you beyond the week to help you find out how to eat in a balanced way for both fuel and nourishment and comfort and pleasure so that you can be the weight that you want to be. So if you have been interested in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy and been wondering if it's going to be a good fit for you, if it's right for you, then participating in this coach experience week is really going to help you understand whether that is going to be a good fit and whether it is going to be right for you. But I also want you to know that it is an invitation and not an expectation. And the academy won't be for everyone and that is totally okay. In the Weight Mindset Coaching Experience Week, I will also share some hints and tips to help those of you who decide not to join the academy make progress on your own, take your own next steps. So anyway, please do check out all of the information on the Finding Food Freedom Weight Mindset Coaching Experience Week by registering at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash freedom. One more question that comes up is, is it worthwhile me signing up if I'm at work and cannot catch the sessions live? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Everyone who registers will get access to the call replays so that you can watch the classes at a time that suits you. You will also have the opportunity to post questions in the Facebook group if you can't make the calls live so that you can be sure I address exactly what you want to know. Okay. So that is it for this week. I look forward to hearing from those of you about your experiences dining out. If you are new to the podcast or if you haven't yet signed up, do come and join us for the Finding Food Freedom Weight Mindset Coaching Experience Week and have a great Easter and I will see you next week. Take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls, and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life Group Coaching Mastermind Intensive. Go to www thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.